This podcast replay is brought to you by Slowman's Home Security, where you can get a free doorbell camera. The first 40 Big O listeners call 1-800-ALARM-ME and get a free doorbell camera with the installation of your Slowman Shield, and it includes an LED touchscreen, motion detector, three contacts, and backup battery. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. Protect your family. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. Good morning, one and all. Appreciate all of you out there as always. I love it. You're starting off with a little Orvietto's Awards and more already. Look at that. There you go. I love it. I love it. Today I pick up the uh, plaque that that, uh, we're going to give away, the first uh, trophy that we're going to give away for our shooting contest this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock over at Top Gun Indoor Range. Uh, it is, uh, I would say, like uh, West Kendall, deep West Kendall, right? Somewhere in that area. Anyway, so uh, we're going to be there at 7 o'clock on Wednesday. We're going to have our first shooting contest. And everybody that participates, you know, bring your gun. We'll have some guns there, too, but bring your guns. Everyone that participates in the competition, okay, got to be in the competition. You will get a big O show sure so we'll do that and uh, we'll have some fun on wednesday and we thank orvieto's awards and more they're going to be providing the awards on the show so whenever we have some kind of i want to come up with different kinds of things so we can all get together we're going to have a shooting contest i'd like to get a bowling alley involved because i think uh, if we can all meet at a bowling alley once a month or once every two months or something like that you know, have a little fun, have a get together. I did it in QAM and we did it for like a year. It was, it was actually fun, man. And we would meet, hell, I think that was almost like once a week or once every two weeks. I don't know if anybody watching was one of the, uh, they uh, participated with us. We went to a bowling alley in Broward uh, and we used to do it. I don't know if it was once a week or once every two weeks or something like that, but it lasted for a while and it was fun, man. We had a lot of people and, that's kind of what I, I'd love to do get togethers for our show, you know, so we can kind of meet each other. You know, we always talk and I know some of you live out of town. I know a lot of you live out of town, so it's harder for all of us to get together. But shit, I was hoping, you know, I would be in Vegas, you know, so we can have a Dolphins fans get together. You know, it would be pretty cool, but uh, I got to come up with stuff like that now. And by the way, if if your business wants to be a part of our platform and maybe create these kind of get-togethers once a month or once every quarter or something, uh, we could definitely do that. So reach out. Obviously, we do have a business line, 786-754-4664. So if any of your businesses, if you you want us to go out and broadcast live from your business, 786 754-4664. We can be pretty damn flexible. And we will travel anywhere, locally, nationally, internationally. I am dying to see a sponsor that uh, follows and supports us and wants to fly us out to their business overseas, wherever the hell it's at. I don't care if it's in the Bahamas or if it's in, you know, Brazil, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. We would love to go out there and have some fun and uh, so appreciate uh, your support as always. Ira Winderman is going to join us in a couple of minutes. I'm, I'll get into football. There's a lot of stuff I want to get into. Believe it or not, the amount of Dolphins storylines they came out of this weekend is awesome. And we're going to talk about that. There's a lot of Dolphins talk on the show today, which I would never imagine one Dolphins topic. There's a lot of Dolphins topics to talk about. We'll get to that. There's obviously a lot of football that we got to get to um, with the two games and what happened yesterday. Uh, I obviously want to get into a little bit on the Panthers and congratulate the hell out of them. It's nice to see the Heat get back on the winning track. Um, so that that's, that's really good. FAU continues their ranked ways. Uh, NSU uh, now – Trying, trying to start another winning streak. So let's hope they are able to continue that. Uh, obviously, I've got uh, entertainment, music news, all kinds of stuff. Last night, by the way, 
I uh, I went to the Kansas concert, and then uh, and then went to uh, and then I was in backstage, hanging out. And I told you, by the way, that um, what's it called? Um, damn it, what's his name? Uh, Ronnie Platt would be nice enough to sh- join us last week on Friday, but Ronnie had some travel stuff going on. So it kind of got a little jumbled. I think we're going to get him Wednesday, okay? Because I was talking to the boys there. Kansas is one of those bands that I've had a relationship with for many, many years. So uh, last night we were uh, hanging out and having some fun. I'm a big Kansas fan. That's Ronnie Platt there, the lead singer. And so uh, hanging out with Ronnie last night. And I'm also a fan of a band called um, uh, Shooting Star, which is not a band that a lot of people know. It's kind of a, an under-the-radar band. And Ronnie was one of their singers, actually. So it's like, it's a band that not a lot of people even care about or know or whatever. And uh, and he was one of their singers. So I'll probably have a little, a little Shooting Star question or two for him uh, on Wednesday. But uh, last night, um kansas was awesome uh i put on i put on carry on my wayward son on on our twitter page at big o show you can check it out there Uh, but the the set list was great they did a couple of elefante tunes which you know that's uh play the game and fight fire with fire i i was actually talking to uh uh to richard williamson the the lead guitarist who's the one the founding member of of the band and uh i I was asking him like i i don't remember i have to go back to the elefante days for you to do two elefante songs in one set list and he's like yeah no i don't remember and and ronnie hasn't been in the band that long he's been in the band i believe about 15 years or something like that or something he he definitely told me that he he had not done two elefante songs in one set so that was cool and they of the south wind which was awesome so had a really good time last night at the broward center uh the acoustics in the broward center are just absolutely phenomenal dude god i that is such a great place to go see a concert the broward center man so really really cool I, what you know my one of my bucket list things is i gotta go i gotta i gotta get a balcony seat in in the in the broward center i think you gotta be like some kind of member or something like that but I'm dying to. I've gone to so many concerts, and then I look up and I see those, those, uh, those balcony seats, and I'm like, I got to experience that one day, just to, just to do it, you know, just once, you know. But uh, cool stuff. Had a great time last night at the show, and uh, rocking out a little bit with Kansas. So that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. All right, let's uh, switch gears. Let's get to a little basketball. Ira Winderman. Let's uh, let's get over. Let's let's talk about the fake three. All right, they've lost five in a row now. They're five and ten in their last fifteen games, I believe. Right? Is it five and ten? I believe. Is it? Yes, five and ten. They've lost six in a row now, and five and ten in their last fifteen games. Let's uh, let's talk a little heat basketball and the fake three with our Acura Pembroke Pines Miami Heat and NBA report. Heat fans, time for the best insight of your favorite team with insider Ira Winderman, exclusively on the Big O Radio Show. It's the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA Report. Here's Ira Winderman. All right, Ira. You know, I uh, I got to tell you something, and I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a good week. All good. Um, I you know I say like the NBA in general. The Heat doesn't give a shit about the regular season. Why should I? But yet I find myself sitting there in front of every damn game, torturing myself, watching this stuff. Now it's six in a row. Like I said, they're five and ten in their last 15 games. I mean, how do you decipher all this crap? Well, you know, it's interesting because before we started our Acura Pembroke Pines report, you you spoke about a big three and the not big three. This was never... This was never a big three, 
and, and I've always used, I use capital letters on the B and the T when I'm talking about LeBron and Dwayne and Bosch or talking about some other teams. Real this, stars. Yeah, Real stars. This, this team has never earned the right for that. Tyler Hero is yet to be an all-star. Bam is a nominal all-star. And Jimmy shouldn't be an all-star because, like you said, he doesn't care about the regular season. So you wind up with a team that's absolutely meandering and muddling. Typically, what they do is they have enough hungry young players who can rally around and make the regular season meaningful. But Jimmy Butler, man, he just wants to get to April. And I got to tell you, they are back in playoff position, play in position right now. They really? lost the play in Atlanta. Seven, and they're tied with Orlando at seven, at eight. So really, they're they're on the brink to drop to eight soon because Orlando's going to pass them up. Jesus. Well, they got a game against Orlando coming up in a week or so, so that's going to happen again. So, you know, I can understand you selling yourself on that. Here's my thought on this big O. I believe that this season and this playoff result validates or doesn't validate last season because you have to sustain to show it was real. And I'll give you the example. The Heat went to the bubble in 2020 against the Lakers to the NBA Finals. Everyone talked about, oh, if Dragic wasn't hurt, if Bam wasn't hurt. Yeah, and then true. they crapped out the next year's playoffs. First round against the Bucks, lost 4-0 in the first round. And we all doubted whether it was real, whether they needed to do something. But see, see here, let me stop you there sure. a second because you can't do that either because – when you're in the moment, it's a lot different than a year later. At In the moment, in the bubble, they were playing amazing basketball. There is something to chemistry, okay? Because Miami wallops or beats San Antonio, and then San Antonio comes back with the revenge year, and they played the most beautiful basketball I have ever seen in my life in a series where that ball movement was just magical. And so sometimes you can't compare one season to another, even if it's the same talent, because the talent might have been playing one way one year compared to that the, the following year. So I wouldn't compare the bubble year compared to the following year. The bubble year was that moment. You had to take advantage of it. You were playing with confidence. You were playing with chemistry. You really had it going at that moment. So it's legitimate, legitimate to say if those two were healthy at that moment, just like I can say if Shaq and Wade were healthy that first go around, they kick San and they kick Detroit's ass and they beat San Antonio the way Shaq and Wade were playing that year. But it is what it is. It, 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 but I, I, I think it's kind of unfair to compare in the following year and say, oh, that justifies that last the year before was was a fake. No, that's not true, man. They yeah, were but greatness is also about sustainability. Greatness is also about backing it up. So if you think you had something special, which they did because they not only did almost nothing in the offseason, they actually lost and said, that's OK. We still got Tyler. We still got Jimmy. We still got Bam. We'll be fine. Well, they're but not fine. Is not great. I mean, the, the Dallas Mavericks beat the Heat. Were they a great team? Right. No. no. They no. got hot at that moment. That's what I mean. The Heat could have gotten hot. at. They were never a great team, but at that moment, they were playing great. That's and all the I'm thing saying. is you want to have sustainability and show that it's something you can bring back and do it again. That's what the great Spurs team did. Stars. That's what superstars. Yes. That's you what I'm getting to. Superstars. That you don't sustain with this. That's what the Spurs did, whether it was Duncan or Robinson and Ginobili and Parker. That's what the Heat did four straight years in the finals with LeBron, Bosch, and Dwayne. And you see on this team, I think there was almost though an arrogance after getting to the finals. They don't need to do anything. So let's look at the two two players, two veteran free agents they brought in that they thought would plug them, Gabe Vincent and, and, and the Max Drews holes. Josh Richardson didn't play on Saturday in New York. He sort of played himself out of position. Thomas Bryant, and for all that Pat Riley said, oh, we have our big man, he's not even a factor now. I mean, they're they're just searching for anything else. They're playing 6-2 guys at power forward instead because that's all they have. It was not a good free agency for the Heat. It was saved a bit by Jaime Hawkins Jr. coming in at number 18. That helped. Maybe yeah. Terry Rozier helps also. At least they recognize that. But right now, when you look at the talent of the Heat, and you look at the talent of the Sixers, and rather of the Pacers, and you look at the talent of the Cavs, and you look at the talent of the Knicks, if you're saying one through three in some order are Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly, I think right now we'd have to be honest with ourselves, Big O, and say four through six in some order 
are the Knicks, the Cavs, and the Pacers, which yeah. means you're playing for the play-in, which means you're playing with fire. And I think it would be hard to believe, Heat fan, even you, Big O, for you to make an argument for me how the Heat right now have more going for them than the Knicks, than the Pacers, than the Cavaliers, unless Julius Randle's out an extended period with that shoulder injury. Right, yeah, no, they, they don't, uh, unfortunately. And and you kind of touched on it. Um, it was a blessing and a curse what they did last year. It was a blessing that you went all the you came from nowhere to get to the finals, but it's a curse now because it's the worst thing that could happen to a guy like Jimmy Butler who doesn't care about the regular season. And he says, You see, I don't need the regular season. I can just coast and then we'll work our way through it. And I think that that has become also a bit of a cancer for them because they can now use that as an example last year. And that is not really a a good example to use because, like I told you just before, I'll go the other way. It's the same thing. You can't compare one year to the next because just because you did it last year and everything went your way doesn't mean you're going to be able to do it again this coming season. And so that, to me, is – has become a little bit of a of a problem for them because, you know, it was a great accomplishment. Now it's like a crutch. The great teams, everything doesn't have to go their way. The Heat could be uneven at times with the big three. They still got to the finals every single year. That's the difference. The Lakers could have all their, you know, quibbling, whatever you want to call it, between Shaq and Kobe. They still found a way because greatness finds a way. This team had to use every last ounce for two months from April through May into June to get to last year's finals, they don't have that right now. The Jimmy Butler thing is concerning, though, for this reason, Big O. We know the regular season doesn't count for him. But still, last year during the regular season, he was playing at an all-star level. When we had this point last year, a year ago, the February 1st cutoff for determining all-star reserves, we had Jimmy in the, in the, in the sort of area there where you said, well, is he an all-star, is he not? Jimmy's not close to an all-star this year. If you're rating the top players in the Eastern Conference based on play from the first half of 2023-24, Jimmy's probably outside the top 30 and maybe even well beyond that. So it's not like he's telling you. You're not looking at Jimmy right now and going, oh, but if he does that, then we'll be fine. We haven't seen that moment. We saw it briefly in Brooklyn. The only game that they've won before this losing streak started, and even then his great fourth quarter, required overtime to beat what's becoming a very bad Nets team right now. So that's the thing. To me, leadership also is setting an example. Jimmy is not playing as a leader now. They knew that when they didn't name him captain. The last thing Eric Spolster wanted to do was name Udonis Haslam's successor as some guy who plays a lot of I-don't-care games. That's why he gave the job to Bam. I wrote about it in my Ask Ira today. Bam was crushed after the loss in New York. And Jimmy was joking in the locker room. Two disparate personalities right now. Yeah, but see, see, I I don't buy that shit with Bam. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I disagree. You you took fucking 10 shots, bro. The game's on. He was doubled, and then mixed at the paint, and that's how they play against him. You've lost five in a row. Take over, bro. Take over. Get pissed off. Be a mother effer. I am so tired of this with Bam. That's why he's a super role player, dude. He's a server. He's a follower. He's not a leader. You can't sit there in the locker room and then say, oh, I'm I'm, I'm down this. Th-. You took 10 shots, dude. You took 10 shots. I'm sorry. You don't impose your will. You refuse to do it. And that's my problem with Bam. There was a question I was going to tell you because I'm watching that game and I'm like, look, at one point or another, you have to just say, F everybody. I'm taking over and that's it. And and it's just not in him. It's just passive Bam. He had some moments at the beginning of the season where he was trying to be aggressive and he's just back to being the same guy that just waits for an opportunity instead of, Brother, give me some Alonzo morning. Like, you will not be denied. Do me something like that. Come on, man. I know you're not going to be this incredible post player, but let's go. Come on. Do something, man. Be, get pissed off. Try to dominate. Be the guy that you, you 
just say I want to take over, and it's just not in him at all. It's Tom crazy. Thibodeau's great defense, and their point against Bam has always been to double him and take the ball out of his hands. And it's interesting, Big O, because the very factors you and I were just talking about play into that. If Jimmy's not playing like an MFer and getting to the foul line and setting for jumpers, you don't have to double him. If Tyler is going on in the midst of a chuckathon, you let him chuckathon all he wants and you let him get his shots. If Terry Rozier is coming in and shooting four of 12, you don't prioritize him. So the Knicks looked at that game and said, hey, who gives a crap here? Oh, that 13 in the middle gives a crap. We're going to double him and do everything possible to get the ball out of his hands because, as you said, as we started our Accurate Pembroke Pines report, the Heat are not playing like a big three. A big three is an interlocking, meshing group of guys whose skill sets fit each other. Right now, you're having a Heat team, and you can look at the schedule all you want and what they're doing. But no, you're not I ain't looking at schedule. I'm looking at 10 shots, 14, 13, 17, 15, 13, 17, 17, 17. He really likes 17. 16, 12, 19, 14, 17, 13, 13, 15, 14. It ain't Tom Thibodeau. It's him. It's him. He's not the dog. He I doesn't think, want the ball. He doesn't demand the ball. That's he, the problem with him. Is he not a superstar? He's not a superstar. Is he an all-star? No, He's a borderline all-star. We'll find that out Thursday. I've been telling you all that for a while now. Not a franchise player. Not a superstar. Yeah, he can be an all-star. Of course he can be an all-star. Double, double machine. Yeah. That doesn't take much to be an all-star. He can be an all-star, but he is not a franchise player. He's just not. And, and no, in order and no to one make, ever said he was big three, you must be a franchise. And especially, you know what? Let me correct myself. In the 90s, where points were a premium and you're scoring 90 every night, Bam is a superstar. Bam is a superstar back in the 90s. And, I, and, I, and I'll go with all that. Big up, but what you're really saying is, he's not. Is, he a lead, is he a leading man? He's not. And let's do it this way. When we talk about the Boston Celtics, and I, I just ask you, I think you can answer these questions, so I'm going to go right to you. When you think of the Boston Celtics and their superstar, what one player do you automatically go to? Tatum. Jason Tatum, fine. When you think of the Milwaukee Bucks and their one superstar, who do you Giannis. automatically go to? Giannis. When you think of the Philadelphia 76ers and think of their superstar, who do you automatically go to? Embiid. Joel Embiid. And a matter of fact, now, I'm going to take it a little bit further here. When you think about the star of the Indiana Pacers now, with the way he's grown into a star, who do you think of? I mean, maybe it's not in the tip of your tongue, but Tyrese Halliburton has yeah, become that kind of player. So although, you think of him. Yeah, they, they just traded for a pretty damn good they player. Did, but they did to augment Tyrese Halliburton. That's the point I'm making. Yeah. Win or lose, wherever they go, the Cleveland Cavaliers are riding the coattails of Donovan Mitchell. For whatever it's worth, they have their guy. Now we're seeing in New York, the real alpha there is Jalen Brunson. God yeah. bless Julius Randle. Jalen Brunson is an MFer. So yeah. the point I'm making is, when you think of the Miami Heat, who do you think of? And the name you're probably going to tell me is Jimmy Butler. But Only. unlike those six players, he doesn't give a rat's butt about the regular season. Jalen Brunson, it matters. Tyrese Halliburton with his 40-point games, it matters. Matter of fact, he doesn't always really show up every game. I love the Ananobi uh, trade for them. I thought it was a perfect complement. Because you're supporting your superstar. Yeah. You, you, have, you have identified your superstar, and you're supporting your superstar. And that's the difference. Even the Sixers, he doesn't show up every night, but everything is built around Joel Embiid, which is why they're probably better without Harden, because they've identified their guy. So how do you do this, Big O? How do you say, my superstar is Jimmy Butler, and on April 14th, he's going to show up. But what the F do you do before April 14th, April 15th, that's the problem for the Heat. And I think Jimmy Butler needs to give us some go time now before it goes too far south. He doesn't and I'm give still a not so sure that's on his priority list. And I'm yeah. still not so sure that Jimmy Butler won't be saying, hey, come the playoffs, we're going to be a 500 team, but then I'm going to get going. He tried that in 2021, and he got swept out of the first round by the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, so let me ask you, and I don't know sure. if you can be honest on this. Sure. Because I'm sure people have, ha have have told you something, but maybe again, because I've been in that position, they tell you, hey, but you can't say anything about this. Okay, this is the irony of this whole shit.
We talk about Jimmy being a heat guy. Well, actually, he's not really a heat guy. Playoff heat guy. Okay. All right. So let, we, we, we have to put a caveat to how we, yeah. how we call, call him. As a, but he's really not a heat person. Absolutely. A heat employee. I want you to know this because you know this and I know this because I've been inside too. A heat employee, a heat player, a heat coach, a heat executive is the same shit. Everybody in that organization works at 100% every single moment of every single day. They want to be the best. I don't give a shit if it's Pineda or McCullough or anybody else in that organization, the pride that those employees, the executives, the people in that building, they have so much pride in what they do. You just go to the family found family. Uh, what's that called? Fest, uh, family fest. You just go to that shit and you're going to see it ooze out when we talk culture. Okay. That's the number one organization I ever think about. If I ever wanted to work a regular job, that's the freaking organization I want to work for because everybody top to bottom has the same freaking attitude. It is a phenomenal attitude. It is a phenomenal attitude. They want to work hard. They want to provide everything. And there's only one guy and the guy that's paid the most in that organization does not want to try. This has got to eat at freaking Riley's liver and Eric Spolstra and Mickey Harrison and everybody that's part of that organization because they don't know how to take a moment off, much less 82 freaking games, dude. This has got to be driving them crazy. They've got to be. They don't tell him that, but I'm sure it's got to kill them, Ira, because that does not represent anything about that organization. And that's why your highest paid player is not your team captain. And that's why a player who's seven years younger than your highest paid player is your team captain. Because Big O, if there was a full buy in there, he would be the captain. It would be undeniable. A matter of fact, there was a year along the way when the buy-in was so strong. You remember this from Goran Dragic. They named him a co-captain. He came back from Slovenia, won the Euro Cup. He was all in on every single moment. And they said, we have to honor that commitment because Goran, how many times a season in a regular season game did Goran crack his teeth? That guy lost more chiclets than a hockey player because that's how he approached every game. There was a time when James Johnson was black belt James Johnson and was giving his all, maybe making some horrendous plays, but putting it all on the line, they named him a co-captain. How interesting is it when you go through the lineage to see guys like James Johnson and Goran Dragic and some of the other guys as captain and never Jimmy Butler? And that tells you something. This is a guy who has led you to a pair of NBA Finals deep into the Eastern Conference playoffs, and when they make that decision from a leadership standpoint, that also is part of the problem with Kyle Lowry. He's going to show up when he wanted, not show up when he didn't want. And you get that. And this, I think, is the hardest thing in any business. When you have an employee who's incredibly talented but doesn't necessarily follow the company blueprint, we see this everywhere. But if he's that talented, you put up with it and you deal with the BS. And we see it in football. We see it in hockey. We see it in all these sports where you say, hey, that guy is not of them. But, damn, he's so good he gets away with it. That's where Jimmy Butler is right now. Jimmy Butler is not heat culture. Jimmy Butler is Jimmy Butler culture. His big face coffee, his, his endorsements, his Mick Light commercials, his all of that Mick Ultra. That's who he is. But yeah. you know what? Big O, where would the heat have been the last five years? Oh, no, I, Jimmy Butler? I can't deny that. There, there's no, and that's why they tolerate it. But, but, but behind the scenes, it's got to eat them alive because it goes against everything that they stand for and and you got a lot of season ticket holders that have got to be I agree. pissed oh off. i i agree and you i'll tell you I why i'm gonna matter of fact, just let me interrupt you here for a second i oh. approach sports this way always that every single game there were first time fans there were dad can you take me to a game we're going to circle this game we're going to go and for that kid and for that family that's the biggest game of the season. You did a big O. You went to ball games as a kid. You couldn't go to every game. So you Maybe, baseball stadium. Maybe those the, those were kind of my my uh, 
when I was a kid because I didn't have that other right. stuff growing up. Yeah. Saying, you would go to a game and you'd hope to see the best of your team, not load management or doesn't care or is not playing the second night of a back-to-back. I think that's the most maddening thing about sports because I remember when I was a kid and I circled those 10 Mets games I was going to. And for $1.75 sitting in general admission, to me, that was the biggest game of the season, even though they were playing the Padres. Well, what's happening in sports now is teams and players are circling. This matters. This matters. This doesn't matter. And the fans get screwed in the middle of it. It's almost like I'd like to be able to go to Ticketmaster and saying, I'd like to buy a ticket to the next regular season game that Jimmy Butler cares about. And then have Ticketmaster do the research with their AI intelligence and let me know when that might be, if it might be. That's the problem right now is you're selling me 41 home games when even you can't tell me you're going to give me your best product. You give me your best production. You mentioned Michael McCullough and what they do with the arena. They'll do that. They'll give you bells and whistles and t-shirt cannons and Bernie and heat dancers and golden oldies and all that stuff. But yet they can't guarantee that player A, their number one guy, will give you the A-plus effort. That's kind of a hard thing right now with the regular season. That's why I could see a lot of people tuning out during the regular season. Because if it doesn't matter to them, why should it matter to you? Right, exactly. And and I, I remember, man, I'm, I, I would go every year to the Miami Baseball Stadium when the tickets went on sale. My dad would get the Orioles-Yankees tickets because sure. he was a Yankees guy. I would get the Orioles-Phillies tickets because I was a Phillies guy. And, man, if I didn't if I didn't go to the park and didn't see Mike Schmidt take a couple of swings, sure. I was depressed for the rest of the day after that. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it's one of the things that, that's important. And then the other thing, you know, like I, I talked about uh, when I'm watching the game, like if, if Jimmy's only going to try at times, and look, he came back and he, he played a great game. He scored, what, 28 points, I think it yeah. was, right? Yeah. He, 28 points, eight rebounds, three steals. He played. Yeah, but it was the, the it was the garden on national TV. A game that right. mattered. But the problem is what you want is for, for the team. So if your star doesn't bring urgency every night, so your team plays with urgency every night, it's kind of an off-balance thing. They're like, oh, oh, Jimmy's playing hard tonight. Right. It's a Jimmy night. Oh, I missed it. I didn't get the memo. Yes. I, yeah, exactly. And that's kind of, you know, it just doesn't really help the team when you're on and off like that and look where you're at right now, man. It's yeah. just, it's a, it's a real shame uh, the way it's headed. All right. So will you change anything once you get Hakez back? Because for me, I, I, I'm, I'm tired of feelings already. I want Hakez in there and not tired. Yeah, ty- obviously one thing already started tired of feelings. Josh Richardson was shuffled out of the mix. God bless him. He's a heat lifer. He's been here second stint. You got to win. I still think the one move that has to happen and will not happen because of politics and all that is Tyler Hero to the bench. This Jimmy-Tyler-Bam dynamic does not work. And Jaime will be more deferential, even though he's not the three-point shooter that Tyler is, and your spacing will be affected. But you know what? I'm just waiting for this big O. When is Eric Spolster saying enough is enough? Is it tonight against Phoenix? Is it after they lose to the Suns? Is it Wednesday against the Kings? Is it after they lose to the Kings? Is it Friday? God, don't lose to Washington. Is it when they play the Wizards? But you know what? If this matters, like you and I have been talking in our Acura Pembroke Pines report here for the last 20 minutes that this should matter, then I think Eric Spolstra has to say, screw the feelings. Tyler, former sixth man of the year, go do it again. Jaime, you were really good in the starting lineup. Learn from Jimmy Butler. Get it done. Caleb, you were great in the playoffs. Play like that again. You're a power forward. Boom, go time. I think Eric Spolster doesn't want to do something too dramatic to show desperation. But when you lose six in a row, aren't you sort of at the point of desperation? No, they're five and ten. They're not, they've not just lost six in a row. They're last five month. over the last month. Ten. Yeah. yeah. I that's bad, Ira. Come on, dude. Five and I can ten. Do the math. Yes. That it. Come on. No way. You gotta do something. You gotta shake this thing up. I'm sorry. Sure. And with the feelings already, man. All right, what are you working on? And by the way, does it does it help that the Suns freaking lost the yeah, Magic? When they, when they come off a loss, I go, damn, they are screwed tonight. Remember, they lost to the Suns when they didn't have Durant in Phoenix. So right. now they're going to have Durant and Beal and Booker. So, yeah, it's going to make it all the more challenging. Jokic is out, right? That's the only person that's Yeah, out. he got hurt the other night. It's a, it's a questionable kind of injury. I think a thumb, so we'll see what happens tonight. All right, what else are you working on? You know, I wrote a story today posted at SunSentinel.com in a newspaper tomorrow. Uh, Kyle Lowry is going to either be traded or get a buyout from the Hornets. 
And I think he very much could come back and really stick it to the heat one more time. Cause I think he's going to go to, he could go to the Sixers. He could oh. go to the Knicks. And the one thing about Kyle is I think he will get motivated to sort of make a point that you sold on me too early. So I think it's going to be fascinating. I think Kyle Lowry winds up somewhere in the Eastern conference playoff race, which is as a part-time bit player, not the role yet here, but playing behind a Brunson, playing behind a Maxi, I think he might be a playoff actor. So I think where Kyle winds up could yet play into the Heat's play-in or playoff hopes. I think he ends up in a drive through near his house somewhere. Anyway, follow him on Twitter at Ira Heatbeat and catch his exceptional work. Better yet, subscribe to the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Ira, as always, thank you, my friend. We will catch up next week. Catch you in our next accurate Pembroke Pines report. Thanks, Big O. You got it. There he is, Ira Winderman and Acura Pembroke Pines, baby. They've got it going on right now, 15601 Pines Boulevard, just off of I-75 and Pines, and the customer appreciation sales event is going on right now at the number one volume sales dealership in the United States and the new 2024 Integra. Have you seen it? Man, that thing is sharp. Check out the other, the, the Integra with the sports package. That thing is at another level. But the Integra right now, $329 a month. And again, the TLX 2023, we've got some left there, $399 a month. The 2024 RDX, $459. And the 2024 MDX, $499 a month. And check out the, the uh, selection of certified pre-owned vehicles. It is a large selection. You will be impressed. And go see Mike Chan and Jordan Ferber in the service center. They are outstanding people. And if you happen to own or lease an Acura, no better place to get it serviced than at Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. You've been listening to the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA Report with Ira Winderman. When you're looking for award-winning service and great deals from the number one volume Acura sales dealership in the Southeast United States, you go to Craig's in Acura of Pembroke Pines at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. Bitcoin is hanging around $42,000, so that's good to know. And it's very good to know. I like it. 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 What else is going on? Anything? Van Archain slightly up. Okay. Not moving much. Right now the market's kind of and right now the market's kind of stale. The stock market, it is in the red and not by much. Dow's down just 17 points. SP's down a point and a half. The NASDAQ is down about three quarters of a point, so it's not much. It's uh, one of those, uh, what do we call it? A flat day is what we'll, we'll call that you know, overall, but that's good. And what I like is that it doesn't look like Grayscale is dumping a lot of Bitcoin today, so that's really good. It looks like the major dumping is over, and now we should start to, uh, to see some climbing. I think we'll see some climbing this week. As, uh, as things turn around a little bit. We got the Swifty Bowl is set. All right. The Swifty Bowl is set now. How about that? Little Kansas City and San Francisco. Pretty much what I expected. I, uh, I took you. I told you guys once it went to three and a half, I took Kansas City. I saw four. I doubled it up. I saw four and a half and I tripled that shit. And I'm like, you, you're going to give Pat Mahomes points. It, that's what you're telling me. Okay, let's go. And and I, so somebody got it at five. Somebody told me they got it at five. A friend of mine he goes, no, no, dude, I got it at five. And I was like, wow, all right. that's I must have missed it that it went to five. I don't know if some of you ended up getting it at five. God bless you. I would have added even more to the bet at five. Because it was just like, oh, you're going to keep adding a half a point. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. I mean, that that becomes the, the easiest bet in the world. Okay? I get Pat Mahomes and points. I get the best player in all of pro football. And you're going to give me points. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm, I'm all in for that shit. You're, you you give me slices and slices of that pizza. 
Uh, I'm all in. And so we got it. The Swifty Bowl is set. The Niners are favored by one over and under is 47 and a half. Niners are minus 118 on the money line, and Kansas City is minus 102 on the money line. So it's pretty much um, even uh, this uh, this uh, Super Bowl. And I will be going for the Chiefs. Uh, I will be not going for it, but betting the Chiefs in this game. I will take them. I'm, I'm going to go with the best player in all of pro football, and their defense is badass. You know, so we got a lot of things to talk about today. I mean, a crap ton of stuff to talk about today on the program. Okay. There's a lot. Uh, by the way, do want to remind you, Cutter's Edge Pro, William Quigley, and the great people at Cutter's Edge Pro, please go to their Instagram page, Cutter's Edge Pro. Check out a lot of the work that they do there. If you're looking for tree trimming, landscape synthetic turf irrigation outdoor lighting you name it home hoa complex business and as most of you know when you or maybe some of you don't even know this but once you add landscaping you also add the value of your of your house goes up instantly so you want to do that plus man, it's hot it's hot do you want to hang out in your backyard and add landscaping add trees add shade I, we've got a Sylvester tree in the backyard that it instantly drops 15, 20 degrees when you're hanging out under it, you know, and it's getting bigger and bigger. So it's it's uh, covering even more. And we got some palm trees now on the sides that are growing. And that's going to be awesome because that's adding more and more shade. And that's kind of what you want, man. You want to you want to create kind of an oasis in your backyard so you have more shade and it kind of gets hot out there so you want to make it a little bit more comfortable you know for the dogs for for yourself so when you're cooking and hanging out outside cranking up the music like we do you know you want to feel comfortable out there call the people at cutter's edge pro and ask for william quigley or ask for mike great people 954-472-0622 that's 954-472-0622 and tell them that big o sent you remember wednesday Wednesday is our shooting contest, and we got our first trophy. Who's going to win the trophy? Who's going to win the trophy? Let's go. AI scoring and everything. Meet us at Top Gun Wednesday, 7 o'clock. And we got some prizes and giveaways, too, at the same time. All right? So we'll have some fun there uh, in the process. All right, let me do a little, uh, a little roll call. Let's get a little roll call. Remember, you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show. Cash App or Venmo. Cash Big O Show. And uh, True Fin Fan, I see, is uh, number one in. And Kyle Cockrell, Crypto Fins. Campbell is McDaniel. We'll get into that. Raul Porrata Por Por says, Big O told you about Lamar. Well, you know, that's uh, kind of how it goes. Uh, Mr. Spock says, good morning, everybody. Lamar, no bueno in the pocket. Yeah. 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 Uh, Brian Walters, big O. I told my nephew and my friend to bet Chiefs straight up with no points plus at halftime of the Lions game. I said, if they were giving San Francisco points, take them. Yep, exactly. Live betting. Isn't it? The, isn't it the best? Um, Lewis, uh, says tight end one priority. McDaniel has to get his team disciplined too. once. You have the lead, run the ball, kick field goes three. Hopefully we can re-sign Wynn Williams and Hunt. Steve Chapman is in the house. Lamar and Tua had the same number of touchdowns against Kansas City. Oh, but we want Lamar because he runs. He's such a great quarterback because he runs. Anyway, Castro Nostra, Brooklyn Rob. Big O on the money with Lamar assessment. He could not handle the blitz. Did not help Zay Flowers was a knucklehead. Yeah, yeah. Poor Zay Flowers. That was a bad play for him. Uh, Jamie Zoria is in San Jose. Hoping everybody had a great weekend. Yes, sir. Reminding everybody to smash that like button. Hit it. Ray Sosa is in. Miles Deep. 
Joseph says, big leading with Campbell is a moron. Thanks for making me laugh. I needed that this morning. Big O, you're right. He should have taken the point. Of course, of course, of course. We'll get into that. Uh, Joseph Zay Flowers picked the absolute worst time to be an idiot. Yeah, I mean, and then karma sets in. So you taunt him, and the same guy you taunt is the guy that forced the fumble. Play the game right, kid. Remember, you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show. And as always, you can make a Bitcoin donation. You know that that makes me happy because we're friends for life when you make a Bitcoin donation. Because it's going to continue to give perpetually. It's a beautiful thing. That's the, that's like that. When you give me a Bitcoin donation, you're like giving me something that is the gift that keeps just giving and giving and that that shows that you have a heart like like an enormous heart like you're giving me a gift that's going to continue to give and give and give that's that's strong on your part and we love you for that jeff in long island is out there sneak attack 305 weapon x united chad mad of a thousand five holes lisa rose one-eyed jack uh lisa says my heart breaks for lions and their fans dan the cowboy campbell blows the season for his team what a dope and he says he doesn't regret it yeah jay gelfin is in um just a, a ton of you thank you so much man uh coach aj thank you for the love on the super chat good morning oh was there ever this much qb talk back in the day via radio newspaper who's elite who's not who's overrated no do you know why I coach, AJ? Because we couldn't hear from you. I used to do radio shows where you only got phone calls or we started to add a fax. Okay? And Jamaican Paul. Okay? I doubt Jamaican Paul is watching. Or maybe somebody remembers from the, from the QAM days. Jamaican Paul was the mad faxer. He would fax every host. Right? And you could send in a fax with a question, a comment, or something like that. So we barely heard from you. We never got to hear from the fans. Unless you called in, less than 2% of the people that listen to Sports Talk Radio call in. And less than 2%, right? And the part of those less than 2% are a bunch of chronics. So it's very few people that call into a radio show ever. So we never heard from you. That's the thing, Coach AJ. That's now everybody's got a voice because you go on social media. You go on Blue Sky and and uh, and 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 what's it called? Uh, Twitter, X, whatever, Facebook, Instagram, um, threads, you know, all that, you know, Reddit, whatever. You get to go all over the place and and expose yourself and talk about it. And then sometimes people's regular tweets go viral and it's not just your group of friends that find out all of a sudden other people retweeted 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 and all of a sudden it goes so then an opinion you had lots of people find out about it the world is a lot different the chatter was probably going on but it was at the water cooler it was at the barber shop it was at the park you know the stuff where where guys hang out and guys talk about hey you saw what happened yesterday that's why. So I'm sure the talk was going on, but it was amongst yourselves. Now it's different because now you can just throw it out in public and you can get onto a thread and you can. And so now you can start chatting with people all over the world that you've never chatted with. So it becomes a much bigger thing. Thank you, by the way, sir, for the uh, for the donation, as always, Coach AJ. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let me check uh, Cash App or Venmo cash big o show that is cash big o show cash app or venmo chris fanzini thank you for the venmo cash big o show is the address cash big o show the four teams that played yesterday clearly has better players and coaches besides fourth down calls and not kicking the field goal uh yes yes and there's one ingredient also missing uh ohio john how you doing my man hope you and the wife are doing great my friend uh, a guy I would like to see as DC for the Dolphins is Lovey Smith, 
Do you have any insight as to why his name doesn't come up around the league anymore? Yeah, he's he's been connected with college now for a while. And so, yeah, Lovey's kind of out of the mix. So I, I don't think they're going to go Lovey Smith. I think they're going to go younger than that. You know, it, we also get to the point where age becomes a factor, my brother. You know, look at Bill Belichick. Yes, too old, too set in his ways. You kicked Fangio out, too old, too set in his ways. So let's uh, let's talk about there's a lot of Dolphins talk, okay? Like so much stuff that happened this weekend. And, and I'm just like watching it and I'm going, oh, my God, we can weave this in here. We can talk about this. This sets an example. This is another thing that we can talk about. So. First of all, let's talk, let, let's, let's get into coaching because one of the things that I think is misunderstood constantly is who's at fault, right? And a couple of years ago, uh, when Tua was having his first two years with Flo, a lot of you were picking on Tua ton of you and you were all wrong and i told you you were wrong constantly at that moment you thought you were right you thought i was wrong and then i kept telling you they have no coaching they have no play design they have no offensive line they have no running game they they only have one receiver so it's hard for Tua to succeed yet he still succeed he still won more than he lost he still threw more touchdowns and interceptions Okay, in the worst environment and injured at times, too, because he was playing with a rib and and a finger and all that kind of stuff. And many of you didn't give a shit. You just ripped into the kid when it had nothing to do with him, had to do what's around him. A lot of times it has to do with what's around you. That's going to affect who you are. And we've talked about this. Marino, you can watch him with Shula. Or you can watch him get destroyed with Jimmy Johnson. No running game again. You know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and his one-yard touchdowns. He traded away Irving Fryer. He got rid of Byers and Kirby. He took away the audibles. He, he neutered Marino. Okay, Marino still played well, just like Tua still played well under, under flow, but it, it just wasn't the perfect environment. Just like if you look at Jared Goff with the Rams, they kind of used them in a way that they said, don't, don't F it up, kid. Okay, we have enough talent around you, this, that. In Detroit, they taught him to be more of a quarterback on his own and win games. And I know, you know, yesterday he, he might have missed a couple throws, but he's turned into a heck of a player and a good quarterback now. Much better than he was with the Rams. Better coaching. You can say whatever you want about Sean McVay, but apparently... Ben Ben Johnson, right? Ben, whatever the Ben guy from uh, the Detroit Lions is a better quarterbacks guy than Sean McVay's. I saw Steve Young in Tampa Bay, and then I saw him in San Francisco. You understand? Uh, I watched uh, Rich Gannon bounce around the league, and then he found his way with the Raiders, but he was inconsistent with the Minnesota Vikings and with the Kansas City Chiefs, and he became an MVP with the Raiders. You know, uh, too many people lose sight that sometimes the player needs the right environment in order to thrive. In order to be the best that they can be, they need the right environment. If they're a smallish end, and you keep playing him in a 4-3, and he can't hold that point, that's your fault that you keep playing, and it's not the player's fault. He's trying, but you've got him out of place. So yesterday, you watched the game. Do you watch the games? Do you actually watch the games? Okay. So what do I tell you all the time about what Lamar is? He's a running quarterback. He's not a real quarterback. He's not a passer. He's a thrower. That's what he is. And if you can't run, he can't be effective. 
So whether you chose not to run or you got stifled early on, but you gave up on the run, you gave up on the run, and that quarterback can't save you with his arm. But by the way, the funniest shit watching that game was listening to the announcers beg for a interference call on a ball that was thrown 10 yards away from the player. Over and over again, he overthrows these people badly. And, uh, you know, even with likely in the end zone, that guy was kind of interfering, but there was a safety in front that likely, whether he was interfering or not, he never had a shot at the ball because it was so poorly thrown that that guy was going to catch it. Or the one that was thrown out of bounds, there was a little bit of contact, but there was no way that ball was ever going to be catchable. So it was funny listening to, was it Romo or whoever it was, those clowns like wadding and well, maybe there was interference, brother. That that ball was so badly thrown, there was nothing. I don't know how many balls he overthrew yesterday downfield, but it was a shitload. It was like five. That's Lamar Jackson. So you're a stupid coach, John Harbaugh, because you didn't stick to the run. Listen to this. So the team rushes Lamar Jackson and the team. They rushed for 81 yards on 16 carries, 5.1. A little skewed because Lamar Jackson was 8 for 54, 6.8, and he had that one big run, right? So overall, I was kind of a little misleading, but Gus Edwards was 3 for 20, 6.7. Why didn't you run him more? You, you don't have a quarterback that can carry you with his arm. Lamar Jackson could never do that. Is he once or twice a season or something like that going to have a hot night? Yeah, he's going to do that because he's an athlete. I keep explaining that to you all. Well, did you watch the game yesterday? Okay, let's see. What were his two biggest plays? One, he was almost sacked. He escaped from a sack, got out of it, and threw the bomb for the touchdown. Okay, you're not going to make a living like that escaping they pressured his ass like you're supposed to and they got after him and he couldn't handle the pressure as always and then was his second play a deflection another negative play but he is a freak of an athlete and he runs to go catch it two fluke plays off athleticism that's all it is it's not anything more than that you know, but when you need a pure passer, you're not going to get that from Lamar. Once or twice a season, you can come back at me and say, hey, oh, you see this game? He did it great. Yeah, problem is he can't do it in every game. See, Mahomes does it in every game. Real quarterbacks can do it in every game. They can be accurate in every game. He can't. So you're a moron, and you don't run the ball. Now, the Chiefs, they ran the ball. They ran the ball a lot. And guess what? They ran the ball, and they had no success running the football. They were averaging like, let me see, I'll tell you right now. They were averaging, I want to say, like two yards a carry or something like that. I thought I wrote it down here, but my chicken scratch is so uh, screwed up. That I uh did okay. They ran it 32 to Baltimore 16 for 89 yards, 2.8 yards per carry. But they kept running. You have Pat Mahomes, but you kept running. You kept them honest. It, it Pacheco had 24 for 68 for 2.8. He wasn't effective, but he was serviceable. And he kept them honest. They weren't going to allow you to just tee off. Stupid coaching. Stupid coaching. Catch you. I, I really commend Todd Munkin a lot this year because he kept things really simple for Lamar. Right? And, and it helped him. Right? But you, you did a Ken Dorsey. You thought Josh Allen can be a pure passer. And no, you got to do what Brian Dable and Joe Brady do. He's a runner. And that's the dumb part on my part when I said, oh, he's taking too many hits. You can't allow that. Oh, that's really the only way he can play. It's the only way Lamar can play. You're stupid. 
John Harbaugh and company. Um, I'll give you stupid Andy Reid. Yeah, Andy Reid. First half, you're leading 14-7, and you have a, a fourth and one, and you go for it. You're on their uh, 16, 18-yard line, something, something like that, and you go for it. That was stupid. You should have taken the three points there. Take the three points. I'm not exactly sure what this effing disease is, but take the points. The reason why Aaron Jones, I'm sorry, the reason why Jordan Love and you morons out there, oh my God, Jordan Love or Tua, no, dickhead. They're running the football 30-something times a game with Aaron Jones. Why do you think why do you think Green Bay hung with San Francisco, you idiots? Because they ran the football. It wasn't because Jordan Love was amazing. He threw two interceptions in that game. One really dumb interception. And that's what you want to keep him from doing. And that's why you run the hell out of the football. Balance. Because every quarterback, including Pat Mahomes, needs it. Dan Campbell, two field goal attempts he passes up yesterday and loses the game and then says he doesn't regret it. Whether you're Andy Reid in the first quarter, first half, which could have cost you the game by, a, by passing up, you're, you're on the road, leading by seven against the guy that is not good at coming back in Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson cannot come back from deficits. It's really hard for him because he's not a passer. And if they're not dominating on the ground, the Ravens ain't shit offensively. Take the three points, Andy. Dan Campbell, take the six points, you freaking moron. And the Brendan Staley guy did this stupid shit all the time. And guess who also does this stupid shit all the time? Mike McDaniel gives up on the run like John Harbaugh did and refuses to take three points when it's there because he thinks he's got a fucking gunslinger at quarterback. Stupid coaching. Mike McDaniel, brother, you're number number two. I'm going to give Dan Campbell number one, but you're number two at stupid-ass coaching is what I see all over the league. And now it's ignorant coaching. Now you won't take the three because you think it's analytics. No, it's common sense, moron. Whether you're Andy Reid in the first half, those three points could have cost you everything, dude. Take the points. Stay with the run. Mike McDaniel, my brother, I thought about you the entire Sunday because you do the same stupid fucking shit all the time dude you give up on the run you play Tua like he's Marino you idiot you pass up field goals you moron the 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 stupid shit that I watched yesterday is the stupid shit that I watch every Sunday with Mike McDaniel. I'm tired of the stupid shit. I've tolerated it for two years. Don't give it to me next year. Okay? I will make every volcano in Iceland look like nothing. Okay? They will look like true Finn fans Strong farts when I'm done with it. 
Okay? So I keep watching stupid shit out there. And it's the same stupid shit my head coach does all the time. Mike, I like you, brother. You got a fantastic mind. You have no discipline. None whatsoever. And you lack common sense. Tua is not Marino, not Elway, not Joe Burrow, not Mahomes. You can't play him like that. You must stick to the run like you need most quarterbacks in the NFL. Need the run, even Pat Mahomes. Can can there be a, a few games where Mahomes has no run and he has to do Yes. Could Tua do it once in a blue moon? Yes. Could he do it all the time? No. He's not Marino. Stop playing him like Marino. You do, you're not coaching Marino. And when the three points are there, take the points, moron. And that goes for Andy Reid. That goes for Dan Campbell. That goes for Mike McDaniel. Take the points, moron. Just gets to a point like all, all, I'm watching yesterday and all I'm doing is getting more pissed off because I'm going, this is a disease that's in this league now. And there's this new wave of coaches. And then I watch Andy Reid do the same stupid shit. And it's like, what is going on here, dude? Learn how to really coach McDaniel. Dude, you might know X's and O's, but you have zero feel for a game. Zero. You can't even get plays in on time so your quarterback can actually see the defense, adjust. You don't even give him that advantage. Stupid shit. You can't even get a play in on time in two years. I, I didn't watch that yesterday. You know, that's other stuff I can pile on with the Mike McDaniel thing. But that I that's that's one of the dolphin subjects that I wanted to talk about. 